0: Hello and welcome to The Film Angle. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. And we're back after a little short break. It was uh, Mental Health Awareness Week two weeks ago and we decided (laughs) to take a mental health break. Uh, What's going on in life right now? Yeah. What's going on? And it probably didn't help that the main film we went to see this week was a bit a, bit of a weird one, I would say. Not great oh, yeah. for
1: if you're you're stress you have a stressful life outside of wanting to watch movies.
0: This probably <laughs> this yeah, isn't yeah. going to help you out too much. Anxiety, the movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> potentially is an alternate name. Um Yeah, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna start talking about uh, the latest Ari Aster film. Bo is afraid. I am a fan of Ari Aster's previous two films. He did Hereditary. He did Midsommar. Hereditary, I really liked Midsommar. Bloody love that one! I thought it was yeah. brilliant. Really interesting uh, horror film, uh, which is kind of kind of more creepy and gruesome than it is maybe scary, but has a lot of interesting, mind bending stuff going on. And yeah. a uh, an excellent lead performance from Florence Pugh, probably the one that slingshotted her into into the into stardom. I would say maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are still using memes of her in that movie to this day you know she's she became a really big sort of uh you know she came the face of a24 in a way didn't she for for a period
0: but now she's doing marvel films and apparently uh that that has annoyed the indie film world she said in a recent interview did you see that
1: yeah i, saw, I actually saw that uh, conversation today and i mean i don't really get it to be honest i mean <laughs> He can blame an actor for wanting to have work and an income like all the rest of us in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say she seems to be pretty good at um, doing all the indie films still. I yeah. feel like maybe uh, Elizabeth Olsen kind of was a bit of an indie darling. Went to Marvel. Yeah. She's not done a lot of the smaller stuff since. Which is,
1: which is a shame because I think her performance as Wanda... Is like one of my favorite sort of came one of my favorite Marvel characters just because of how great
0: she is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She is she is great in that, and she, she's a brilliant actress. Uh, they are both, but we have no uh, no Florence Pugh in this one. Uh, we have um, Joaquin Phoenix. Though I just want to say, Bo was afraid. I think go see it.
1: I would say definitely go see
0: it because I don't think we're going to be able to talk about this film without. Uh, spoiling it can you spoil it i guess so but to really understand if i liked this film i feel like i'm really gonna have to get into it with you chris okay uh, and this week we haven't spoken to each other about the film before even starting the podcast yeah. so i don't know what you think and maybe you're getting a little bit of an impression of my, where my mind is right now um <laughs> but to sum up Bo as a friend i'm gonna let you know about my cinema experience late night monday because it was the only time i could do that made sense it's a long film it's three hours it was me two other people in the cinema by the end of the night i was the only man standing oh (laughs) really (laughs) yep the other two people left the cinema hylon were they together or separate Uh, they were together and uh they lasted two hours Oh, I mean, like I never get
1: that. I mean, you've
0: invested yeah. two hours of your life. Just yeah, I just I, yeah, I know. Just see the final hour. like I can see why this film would turn people off. But um, I find yeah, that I mean strange. you've already you've already invested so much time.
1: Yeah, and I, I find that strange as well because for me, if you're going to walk out of it, I probably you know uh, that's not me. But if I, somebody wasn't getting on with that movie, I probably would be going in the first hour. I think the movie you know has is at its strongest in its midsection. Um. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, I mean, know what you, do your research, people. You need, need to know what you're going to go into sometimes. you know. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but there's only so much research you can do because I don't think I knew just how weird this film was going to get. And I do feel bad for the people that left because they yeah. missed a pretty weird sex scene followed by... A twelve foot giant penis. So that sums up the film. For me. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen my my
1: my name on you know on Zancaster? We have our own names that you can put in, type in each time. I actually am twelve foot uh, penis monster today. Yes,
0: I did see that. I did see that, and I wanted to kind of uh, like I know our rule was like to not speak to each other about the film this week. But I, I really just wanted to like find <laughs> weird penis monster <laughs> gifts and send them to you. <laughs> you know what? That's like you know what there there is in this
1: tale of misery and cruel cruelty. There is actually just a lot. There is a lot of odd humor least <laughs> yeah. throughout this. Well, um, it
0: it was um it was advertised as a horror comedy, right? And yeah, um, I, I, I'm not sure. I'd go down that's the not a good that's not
1: a yeah that's not a correct like reflection of the film at all
0: comedy you can kind of get a little bit not a straight up adam mckay comedy but like a bit of a bizarre <laughs> a bizarre comedy um it, it is funny i would have liked to have seen this with more than two people and then zero people i would have liked to have seen <laughs> this with a full crowd so that you fully felt comfortable laughing But when you're in a pretty quiet cinema and the other two audience members aren't getting on with it, you're like, okay. I I remember looking around uh, after they left and the very uncomfortable sex scene that happens. I was just just kind of laughing to myself, like, what the hell? I'm here, it's 10 o'clock on a Monday night, and I'm sat in the cinema by myself watching the (laughs) strangest film
1: yeah i mean i had we had about five other people on our screen maybe but yeah maybe maybe more they all stayed the whole way through and they're actually i heard a couple of giggles on the obvious moments but mostly everybody was pretty like stone-faced for the mm. whole thing so i think everybody knew the assignment a little bit when they came out. i know you can't really prepare yourself for mm. this film um but if you know astra's work you know you're gonna get something at least kind of outrageous especially when i was go towards the third act of his films i mean it's worth saying though i mean the guy's only made two feature films before this and he's already like you know attained such a cult following you know it's like you'd almost think he made 10 pretty serious contending films over the last sort of 20 years but this guy's pretty pretty new i mean what's hereditary was like 2016 2017 something like that um yeah yeah so he, he's built up a name for himself very very quickly and like he's already getting his like his sort of uh x amount adult doll- million dollar movie that he can make and just make about anything he wants you know that's pretty crazy for a director this new to make a movie this long and that's got yeah. a big
0: theatrical release was was a24 the people because i know they are mainly a distribution company but were, yeah, were they were they the guys who who funded this one i think they or yeah this is an a24 yeah yeah i mean to get the script for this film and be like Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll hand you the money. Uh maybe just for our listeners who don't know what the hell's going on, um Bo is afraid is about a very paranoid man who embarks on this uh journey mm. home to his mother after initially missing um missing the flight to go out to her and then receiving a pretty harrowing phone call. Uh, which eludes uh, us, the audience, to believe that his mum has died and he needs to get back to the funeral. Uh, yeah. And craziness ensues. Um, interesting you said earlier, Chris, that you said the the middle part of this movie is the strongest part. Um, hmm. I I disagree. I disagree. Okay. I think the opening sets up this crazy world in a really good way. Yeah, I think it meanders a lot in the middle. And then I think the end... S- End section sequence uh, between Bo and his uh, childhood love, yes, and then his mother is probably for me the strongest element of the film. I feel sorry for the people mm. who left. <laughs> no, no,
1: I, I, I agree in terms of like I think the third act of the movie conjure, is the only part of the movie that really conjures up any sort of serious emotion that you didn't actually feel that you had. You know, I think. I think the movie's strength is, is its cruelty to Boo. And, mm. you know, it's it's very assaultative to watch this movie. It, it's almost like an endurance test. Like, in an interesting way, I didn't find this like a slog or or anything. I felt, I felt the length, don't get me wrong at all. Oh, I, yeah. I, felt, I felt the 179 minutes. But I was transfixed for the whole journey because... You know, it's so it breaks the mold in terms of construct and how a movie, how a movie is kind of generally formed. And uh, you're you're kind of guessing all the way to the end, even though it kind of lays its cards on the table pretty early. You're still, you know, they are still wrapped up in the spell and wondering where this. You know, it's 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 like a Greek tragedy, isn't it? It's like it's like it's very it wears the Odyssey theme very heavily on its sleeve. And uh, yeah, I mean, and Wacking Phoenix, no surprise, can carry a movie that lawn really really easily um yeah he makes it both he's he's both hilarious in this and very like very you know very sympathetic and you know and and i i I know he's supposed to come off as pathetic, but i I just couldn't help but feel sorry for the for this creature really uh, the shell of somebody who's a wasted potential
0: yeah and uh, it, it is interesting I'd like to know um because it seems that by the end of the film. That we are meant to think that potentially Bo has squandered all this p- potential and made many mistakes, but part of me feels like this is just his. Ans- like the whole film is just his anxiety. Like yeah. every single thing seems to be either his fault or the world just seems to be absolutely against him. Yeah, and yeah. everybody hates him. And those are the kind of feelings that you have sometimes when you have anxiety. Um. So I. I I, I I don't know what side the filmmaker lands on, but I think there's a a, a bit of a trial section at the end of the film, and um, yeah, I I kind of felt for Bo. I yeah, I didn't 100%. I think he was being unfairly uh, what would you call it? like unfairly accused of things that that we've seen, and and then you're like, well, no, I don't. He did, like his keys did get lost, and he did he didn't miss the flight out of negligence um well yeah. as far as we're aware but that's the thing this film doesn't really this film presents itself as in a in a, in a bit of a tornado of like is it real is it not you, you, you never really know like even the world that it's set in doesn't feel like earth it feels like of a dystopian I mean, it's, future it, where yes. there's just violence on the street and nobody yeah. cares there's, true. There,
1: it's a world where people get killed on the street and five days later their body's still on the street and nobody's came to collect it, it's a world where Bo tries to go, even just to get a, a bottle of water across the street, seems like going through like a nuclear war zone you know, it's completely filled with peril um, a lot of that he projects himself, I think this I haven't had a lot of time to sit on it, obviously I only saw this last night and this movie mm-hmm. kind of requires a little bit of like incubation to kind of let it settle and think about and ponder about because you know I, I do think aster does you know there's a lot of movies like these auteur movies and there's a lot of post there's over posturing and over being flamboyant with uh, then what they need to be at the story but i do think it's quite a thoughtful film um i i um i i see the mother as really a villain here um and i see not really any reality here i i, I see all of this is like a construct of the mother that This sort of um, codependency that they have for each other, where she is both disappointed at sort of the failure that he is, but also is the thing stopping him from ever, you know, ever succeeding in all Mm. facets of his life. I think she's, 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 she wants him where he is, but is also ashamed of that too. And it's, and he's a victim of
0: that. Yeah, he definitely is a victim. I don't know if I saw her as have as a full-blown villain. I just saw her as a very flawed mm. mother because there's clearly a lot of love there. Mm. And okay, yeah. Yeah, I was there I saw it Monday and it was late at night, but is it is the idea is that Bo she was finding it difficult to conceive and Bo was um almost a bit of a miracle child, right? Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think she wanted the child. I think she wanted a child more than actually wanted to love a child. You know, mm. I think, there, I think there's a little bit of that too. You know, I, I, let's, let's address the elephant in the room when Bo, you know, his mother's passed away in this, in the story. She's a chandelier. We were told landed on her head and she, and she was basically decapitated by it and dead and, that's why he's trying to make his way home and and, and he's being stopped with all these different uh, obstacles on the way but whenever whenever um the, the he it gets run over by a car pretty early in the story and uh, he then lives in this house well he is then resident to this couple who one is a doctor played by Nathan Lane um and the other is is kind of like almost like a surrogate mother um, for his real mum, he's uh, played by Amy Ryan, and uh, they are sort of like stopping, hindering him from going to visit his mother. He is actively trying to to get out and go visit her, but it's almost like they're tempting him with complacency, you know, kind of like kind of like what he does with his therapist, you know. Mm. He 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 is sort of somewhat responsible for his own his own feelings too, but he blames on his on his mother. And this is exactly what's happening here too. And it's revealed later on in the story that the mothers hired these people um, to kind of put these obstacles in its way, Um, almost testing Bo. Is that kind of what you got from it? Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, especially by the end, it more explicitly says that, yeah, yeah, those were tests. Um, But then again, the end makes you think that everything was a test and, and I'm not sure everything was. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I kind of felt his pain in those moments of like that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you need something to be done, but you also need to be the nice guy. who's mm-hmm. just like happy for things to happen. Um, the the, the stuff of the land. Uh, yeah,
1: the stuff of the land. I thought, you know, uh, that was when the movie out of nowhere started to become quite tender and very like. You know, very mm. <laughs> it, it, it was very sweet, and and it's in, in that sort of ten minute stretch before, obviously, it all went to pot. And it, it's really, really cruel. You know, it's actually watching it is very heartbreaking. You know, I know that that scene is somewhat comedic with the sex scene, and and you know, that his mother is kind of implanted into his brain his whole life that all the men in their family, um, whenever they you know when, whenever they ejaculate or climax for the first time, I know it sounds hilarious when you say it like that, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> whenever the, that she's put it into his head that if that happens, if he ever has sex in his life, he's gonna die <laughs> on the spot. Um it's 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 an incredible thing. It's a but it's it's just like it's completely cementing the fact that she wants complete control over him. She wants him to be for nobody but herself. You know, by having by putting like a, a, a planting a seed like that in anyone's brain hinders them from ever having any confidence in life or being, you know, being successful or leading a life of confidence because Mm. they're limited by such a, such a simple, simplistic thing.
0: Yes. Um, It is still funny. It is is still funny. Because you see early on a shot of him getting out of the bed and he has giant testicles, and you're just like,
1: What? (laughs) And it's so
0: brief. It's so brief. They're like, did I were they were they huge? Yeah. But then it comes back again when the, the doctor um, has seen them because he's because uh, obviously they've hit Bo with the, their car and they're they're looking after him and he's a doctor and he's he's tended to him and he was naked in the street as well uh, when he got hit by the car. <laughs> so much goes on in this film, um, and he yeah. thinks that maybe he needs to <laughs> take those <laughs> balls in for a scan because it could be something worse. Just out, to be safe, just to be safe, he it Turns out the, <laughs> the guy just has had no uh, no sexual. <laughs> <laughs> release, release. all right
1: well <laughs> even and even, and even when he cla- when him and elian get down to business and he climaxes he, she even says that he broke through the bag
0: <laughs> yeah i know, I know. that's what i was questioning like what am i doing here at 10 o'clock at night by myself <laughs>
1: it's like it's it's those gestures though like do they dilute what aster is doing in terms of like having any sort of emotional like connection to this movie at times i feel like there's so many like thresholds where like you feel yourself over getting wrapped in this and becoming emotionally mm. involved and then it's kind of underpinned by this sort of either not strange but you know a choice by phoenix or by aster as a filmmaker
0: and you it goes <laughs> a little goes uh, like, lynchian a little yeah sure mulholland drive where it's just like something random happens And I can't piece it all together. Like, I think that's my biggest, well, not my biggest, because I don't mind films like this, because I don't mind Mulholland Drive and, like, other films like it, like, you know, Under the Silver Lake. Like, these random films where things happen, but it is kind of this more in-depth character psyche thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I must say, the length of it, the bizarreness of it, and just the, the way it switches up quite, fast did at times lose me a little bit and there was definitely a moment halfway through the film where i was a little bit like oh no i I don't think this is i don't think this is good um but it kind of got me back on track with the theater in the woods stuff oh that's and then and then the animation sequence yeah Yeah, i didn't like the stuff in the house with the doctor uh, and his family that much. That was probably the weaker element of the film to me. And I thought it would be something I would enjoy, but a lot of it I found quite obvious. Hmm. And, and well, I find I just... that I find
1: that part of the film quite fun to kind of kind of work out the intention there. I find the stuff with the with the daughter quite interesting. Um, with you know, and the way that Nathan Lane's doctor just gives away pills <laughs> like they're nothing you know and and these and i i i find that stuff quite you know quite interesting because I, I the movie just takes a real turn from there i find a real parallel with that and and like darren aronofsky's mother i I've thought about that mm. movie a lot when i watched this you know
0: it, it is difficult because you you have a lot of healthy people playing mentally ill people in very stereotypical ways and mm. and that and I think those scenes, p- part of me felt a little icky. Part of me was just like I kind of see where this is going a little bit. Like I realize he's going to be out of that house soon, and and I, I I don't know. The just that section in particular lost me a little bit. Yeah. Um and, it, it, yeah I, I, a lot of a lot of critics did not like this film. I think it's fair to say a lot of audiences did not like yeah. this film. It seems to be the it's it a love or hate. And it seems to be a minority love. Would you agree?
1: Um, yeah, I mean from looking at like and all those aggregate websites and letterbox, it seems to be a love or hate thing. There are, I've I've critics that I follow that give it fives, and I've got critics I follow that give it ones. You know, it's it's yeah. really if it worked for you. Um I yeah. find I,
0: I find it um very difficult to rate this film in that way because I don't know if I liked it but I must have because i'm I'm thinking about it and I'm interested <laughs> in it and I wanted to talk to you about it and that at the end of the day is what a good film does it makes you want to chat yeah to your friends yeah. about it um I think it takes big swings uh I don't think it hits all of them I think it misses no. quite a few um but I'm so happy that it exists mm. because uh i I would be sad well i wouldn't know any different (laughs) but (laughs) if i knew that it could have existed and it didn't i think i'd be sad because i think it's it's so out there and you just don't see people making these kind of films uh on this kind of scale very often i i think if it's not even your thing
1: if you're listening to this and you think "Hmm, that sounds a bit strange i think it's worth seeing anyway i think it is an experiential sort of film as opposed Mm. to actually you know you don't feel like you're in a film sometimes it just breaks a lot of rules but yeah it's it's cruel it plays with you too i mean you don't get the you don't get the happy ending out of this also
0: no no i'm happy i saw it in the cinema though because i think um i think no you needed to be in the headspace don't you yeah i I think it would have tested my patience at home Hmm. um but yeah, the the ending is very interesting and very I, yeah. heavily inspired by a film that we love, that we watched from the BFI list recently, which was A Matter of Life and Death.
1: Yeah, yeah, I compl- I thought about that whenever I saw yeah the the big mass of arena being on trial and and the two sort of um, t- attorneys kind of like throwing at each other. I yeah yeah I yeah, it was that.
0: like Truman Show meets <laughs> Life yeah. and Death. Uh, it was it was
1: interesting though i mean i have a thought about how it ends and the choice to like submerge him under the water at the end i don't mm -hmm. know if you had any thoughts about it but i kind of saw like the arena is kind of like being his mother's womb again (laughs) kind of like him returning to the womb and being submerged back into the only place where he ever felt safe and comfortable and being forced there i kind of got that vibe that kind of like bringing us back to the start of the movie again when bo was born and he didn't make a sound i mean the start of it he doesn't cry and she's panicking about why he isn't crying and that kind of starts the whole thing yes so i kind of saw i saw what he was doing there i think i mean that's my i mean i probably could have 10 different versions of what that could mean but i very much saw it that way there's a lot of water in this movie and i think that's significant you know bo going into (laughs) water being surrounded by water submerged in water you know, whether it's a being in the bath and some some sweaty guy being in the ceiling and, yes. and like, they have this fight in the bath that, like, is, like, so violent and, like, I can't believe nobody got hurt shooting in that scene. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, um, oh, I forget, you're talking about giggling. There is a part of the movie I just, like, it got me for some reason, like, it's not an obvious thing. It's not the twelve foot penis monster. It's not the climax in the mother's in the, in the mother's bedroom. It was the <laughs> On the day of her funeral. <laughs> the funeral. Not the funeral. Not the funeral. It was um, quite early on in the first act when he's still in his New York apartment, and it's just. It's actually the scene where he gets ran over um mm. looking <laughs> phoenix just it's kind of reminded me my, reminded me of his performance in, in inherent vice a little bit where you know he, he, when he gets ran over and uh, he just lets out this like really like childish baby shriek <laughs> as he gets flung free through the road and i just like you know i just i i i was giggling to myself like i had my head down I think Lauren was wondering what I was doing for like the next, I I just kept coming back to me for for the next minute. I was just like, I just watched something that I was quite emotionally kind of like intensive, you know, where's this going to go? And then it just underpinned it with the most ridiculous shriek from, from from fucking Phoenix. I just couldn't, I just didn't know what happened to me. And a guy
0: just bollock naked (laughs) with a
1: knife, get ready to stab him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like, you're just, you're in some sort of weird dreams space yourself but you know i think he captures anxiety and uh and and dream like nightmares and and all all that sort of stuff in between in this movie i think there is like you know it's very lynchian and well and it's very and it's very aronofsky and it's it's very aster it's very aster you know its
0: its main themes are obvious like it's anxiety and guilt like it it wears those on its sleeve it's like but what else does it mean and what else is it doing uh, that's the more interesting stuff that I think yeah. is worth the conversation. And what's
1: real and what's not?
0: Yeah, part of me thinks that everything from him being hit by the van is is not real.
1: I think I think the only thing that's real in the movie is the birth.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an element of that, isn't there? There's definitely an element of that.
1: But it's fascinating, though. I think a lot of people can get something so different at this movie. And you're right. I mean, it's hard to read something. I guess I think mm. I came out just like just over midway i think i i I like this movie um i don't know if i'd ever ever watch it again you know i I would watch midsummer is nearly as long but i love that i would watch that again Mm. and again hereditary is pretty strong too but yeah i think it's a big swing and i'm glad it's made you know i i i I enjoyed the experience i think people should go either way and see it and get challenged
0: by it and it's nice and it's nice it's not a career-ending film like some critics have no. said. Uh
1: definitely oh, not. Oh, for um, for Aster or Phoenix? Uh for Aster. No, not at all. Not at all. No. It's very comparable to what Chazelle done with Babylon, you know, not just because of their length, but in terms of directors who've shown their worth very early and making something very passionate for them. You know, could could be argued that Babylon's a 5 or a 1 but but yeah. I, you know I, but at the same time you know it's interesting that guy you know you can go out and make a big swing like that but no no i, I don't I, I don't think he's not bankable at all i think people are still going to really go their way to see an aster
0: horror film yeah yeah I, I i i think i think that's true i i don't think this was marketed as a horror film so and i think the length put put a lot of people off so it's probably not going to do the numbers but if he, if he returns to the you know the true horror genre route then then I'm sure he'll be fine um but i i do you know what? this this is probably my least favorite of his films but uh I'm still even more excited to see what he does next yeah despite my kind of i just don't know about this film despite yeah. Being really excited to talk to you about <laughs> it today, no. mainly because of that twelve foot penis. I was just yeah. like, "What?"
1: <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot more we could talk about. I mean, now that the movie, I, I came out of it last night and I didn't know what to say. I knew mm. I had to like, good, like at least wait to go to bed and wake up on this thing a little bit. But now, I talking to you, it's unlocked a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know ab- about the film and it's interesting. But what do you think about? Phoenix, in terms of his is you know what he's done in terms of his method he's always been known for fluctuating his weight in films. You know, this time around, you know it's I know he's put on weight before for like things like you were never really here, and but this time it's like he's just put on a lot of like baggy weight, and he like and he feels very like it feels very tired and everything. I I, mm-hmm. I I appreciate what he throws into a performance. so You know, it, you know he's he's not he's not there for the glamour. He's not vain
0: yeah no that's true i I do find like maybe it's just because the films that i've seen (laughs) no uh, the films that i've seen of his (laughs) recently um i just feel like he does play the sad man a lot and
1: it was nice to see him in come on come on where he did play a little bit of like i like seeing uh, him play the nice guy i didn't see
0: that i didn't see that so yeah um, I think maybe that's just more to do with the fact that like the last couple of films probably have been Joker and, uh, and he's got a Joker movie there. on the way as well. And I think I only watched The Master for the first time in the last oh. few years. So, Which like, he's,
1: incre- he's good in that though. Oh he yeah, yeah,
0: like don't get me wrong, all the performances are great. But um, I, yeah. I just feel like, and again, it is only because of the films I've watched of his most recent. Yeah. I feel like it is the kind of shtick I've seen from him before. Yeah. Um. That's not to take away from his performance, I think it's great but... um. He fully yeah, commits. I wasn't I wasn't like blown away so much that I'm just like he needs another Oscar.
1: No, no, I, I don't feel like I either. I think I think he displays the anxiety really, really well and he throws himself into it, and it's actually quite shocking to watch. But yeah, I, I think I would like to see him play. Like a come on, come on is really refreshing for me. Just to see him play a nice uncle. And he's really good at that. <laughs> like I love, I love, I love, love Phoenix and her. Her is my favourite. Many um, plays Theodore. That's my favorite Walking Phoenix performance. I think he's so sweet. Yeah, and her tender is good. in that
0: film. And I he's a bit he, sad there as well, though. He's sad, but he's <laughs> he, yeah.
1: He's sad, but he's like he's very very likable. You know. Yes. Sure. Yes. As the weeks go with movies like this, like I'll probably like find myself in four days we'll mention something to each other like we'll, we'll unlock something different and I mm. have a little take on it i mean i haven't read any essays or watched any youtube analysis videos so i'll be looking forward to see what other people kind of smarter people maybe have unlocked from this experience yeah about.
0: i've 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 watched some videos and stuff but um there does seem to be a bit of a film bro community around A twenty four films, so you don't know in a in a horrible way. We don't always seem to get the most smart analysis of these films. Sometimes,
1: okay, yeah, reference TikTok and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I'm yeah,
0: about to get cancelled, but that's just how I feel, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everybody will tell you that Shawshank Redemption is the greatest film ever made. <laughs> oh dear, no, I. You know, it was really interesting talking to you about *Boaz Freed*. I think it was worth seeing. I almost did not see it because it was time was ticking on. Why are the multiplexes putting on a ridiculous times? I had to go see this at eight o'clock on a bloody weekday. You know, it's like yeah. it was two, it was either like two times in the day. It was like two p.m. Uh, or eight, eight o'clock. I'm like, I was like, at midnight, <laughs> like exhausted. I'm gonna work at like get up for work at six thirty next day.
0: <laughs> I had the same thing. I'm glad I did it, but it definitely. Uh... Yeah, definitely um, started a a bit of a tiring week, and you ended up you ended up
1: <laughs> it, you ended up in the cinema by yourself and a screen by yourself watching a giant twelve foot penis on screen, and you're like wondering what stab am I a man doing? in the <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ball sacks being like ripped apart and everything. Yeah, it's, it's great, great stuff. Yeah,
0: it, yeah it is it is very interesting, very interesting. A good a good bloody performance from uh, the actress who plays the older version of his mum at the end um yes i was yes. sad to see zoe lister jones disappear because I, I do think she's really good i really i really like her mm. but we we get patty patty lepon i think is her name who plays i guess more of a current day uh, present oh, day Alain. version of his mum. and um oh no
1: sorry yes his mother.
0: no was. uh parker Posey's elaine uh, yes. uh no it, yeah mona wasserman washerman yeah um there's some really, there's a really interesting dynamic between the two at the end there and the 12 foot penis.
1: Yeah, no, she like comes out of nowhere and like gives a performance.
0: Definitely. If and I like, was going to give anybody an Oscar, I'd, I'd give it to her. Yeah, I would, you know, I give, I'd give it to the penis. True, true. <laughs> Did you notice that the, uh, the delivery guy who picks up the phone was uh, Bill Hader? I thought so, right, I didn't Yeah, because he's kind of covering his face Yeah,
1: I I didn't turn over, but I was like I recognise that profile anywhere Yeah, Yeah. I didn't get it from the phone conversation before, but like No, I didn't didn't He's he's known for a good voice work though, so it's not a surprise But no, uh, yeah, I I thought that, I didn't explore it afterwards, but I definitely had the thought during it, I think people will have to see it for themselves to kind of really get what we're talking about there But yeah, loads more to unpack, but you know it just become the Bo as a free age show.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, sorry yeah. if this, fil- uh, this <laughs> review is <laughs> as random as the film itself, but this is just kind of dis- the discussion it brings. Did you did you want to talk about any other films, Chris? Like I don't have as much excitement to talk about other films. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to go to you just want
1: to go to bed because no no I
0: just I just mean like uh, (laughs) I think this one conjures up so much interesting conversation. Whereas um, I know we both catch uh, or caught air. The Ben Affleck film. You can talk about air. Yeah. It was was a good dad movie, solid dad movie. (laughs) You know, you
1: got Matt Damon in it. You know, your dad loves Matt Damon. (laughs) You got Matt Damon, Ben Affleck.
0: You got business, sports, marketing, trainers.
1: Yeah, super accessible. You don't even need to think about economics in this, even though I imagine the people who are actually involved were watching this movie and be like, they've got nothing in the same mm-hmm. movie. I mean, I find it really interesting, though, too. I thought it was fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I watched That's this good. after, I think I watched it, I forget what movie I watched before um, uh, that night. Oh, I watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline, which I we, you know, we both saw as well. Yeah, but, yeah, Which I really, really liked. I think I like these movies equally, even though they're completely different movies and they're not even in the same ballpark. But, you know, after something like How to Blow Up a Pipeline, I watched Air afterwards. It was like, Eleven o'clock. I was like, "Why am I even watching a movie this late?" It's quite late anyway, but it was really like a tonic. It's so so easy to watch. It's just a typical weekend movie. You've had a crap week at work. You're stressed out. Stick this on, and yeah, yeah. You're, it does. It does the job. I mean, mm. it conjures up. I haven't got nostalgia for the eighties, although I really like the eighties and the, the aesthetic. That's kind of, well, the yeah. fantasize. There's a lot aesthetic. of
0: eighties needle drops, which uh, just yeah. feels like they've just shuffled best of eighties music on yeah. Spotify yeah. and been like, put that one there.
1: <laughs> yeah. You got Bruce Springsteen born in the USA. There's sort of, there's sort of numbers in here. Um, the outfits that are worn by, um, by Affleck and this are pretty outrageous. <laughs> like shells, shell suits from the eighties and everything. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good fun. There was like is information I found interesting. You know, I, I didn't realize that Michael Jordan was so young whenever this deal happened. Like to, to you know, at the start I thought like this was gonna be like a mid career thing for like Jordan and I was gonna be like, Well, what's so interesting about that? But the fact that they signed this guy on when he was eighteen years old mm. and had like sort of promised but didn't completely prove his potential yet, but we know what happened anyway. Mm. It, you know it only like it makes the they did a good job of making this deal seem monumental and like both equally you know potentially catastrophic for this company that seemed to be you know um not doing as well as its uh, its competitive peers you know like like uh adidas and uh converse I think they are the two main competitors that they highlight in this mm. movie and they're 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 below in the curve and keeping relevant so they needed something really juicy and and da- and Damon's character has the has the idea to put all of their money and their their investment of the year towards this one um shut this one player and put it in a shoe which pretty interesting really actually I, yeah I, I,
0: especially yeah. because you know we all know the air jordans um so yeah. we, we we know the, they're essentially going to win the battle in the end um still able to create some kind of tension uh of like oh how how are they actually going to do this because it does feel like the odds are stacked against them yeah um and yeah it's it's, it's really interesting um despite the fact that it is basically uh office meetings <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. with uh, with some good music on uh but but they kind of they they, they do them well and there's enough humor mm. and some snappy dialogue that yeah do you know what it is a really easy film to watch and uh yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I love Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck. I, I don't that's know what it is. I'm I'm just like I, I'm not even sure if I'm nostalgic for them because they were a 90s thing and I wasn't watching their films in the 90s. Yeah. But like I don't know. I just they're a good duo. It yeah. doesn't make sense, but it makes sense.
1: Uh, there's something relatable within them in terms of how they play these characters and I think Affleck you know strength as a director and I think Damon is just there's, there's something about Matt Damon that's an everyman. And I think that's mm. what people really, really, really relate to, you know, whatever, maybe that's because he's got the bit of the relatable dad bod in this too, that they like to like highlight Um, also, but yeah, there's, there's something about, there's an underdog story in in here and everybody likes an underdog. I mean, I don't know if they're really as much of an underdog as they were maybe in reality. I don't know Maybe yeah. he kind of like really tries to capitalize and, you know, it, it's, it's a very like. It's a very um, basic look at economics and everything in like this. You know, it's like it's like the Wolf of Wall Street thing. We can tell you all about it, but you'll be asleep, so we're just gonna get to the good stuff. But yeah. I, I liked all the stuff of the designing the shoe, um, learning about that. I didn't know, I didn't know that there were the rules in the NBA where like a yeah, certain percentage of the shoe had to be white and can be color. And I liked the way that you know we'll take the hit, we'll take the penalties, we'll pay five grand a match so that Jordan can be seen wearing these shoes. I thought it was really, like, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, those are sort of, like, moments that you kind of get excited about, you know? Yeah. It's Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really, really fun movie, to be honest. I, I'd recommend it to anybody who, like, wants to chill out and rule anything, you know, something on that's not going to tax them, but they're going to find rewarding. Yeah, I, I, I liked it.
0: Yeah, to the two people who uh, left I was Afraid, go see, yeah, go see like air you might <laughs> enjoy air <laughs> um, interesting you bring you bring up how to blow up a pipeline which is mm-hmm. um a film which will uh, get you on a uh, fbi watch list but uh, <laughs> another well. film that was influenced by a film that we've been watching the bfi series it's quite nice to to see how these films have um influenced modern directors really Mm. A man escaped is the one that's been acknowledged by the director, I believe. Uh, It's a very methodical film about blowing up a pipeline. Yeah, I I don't know if it fully explains how to do it, Uh, but it is kind of based on a manifesto, which is really interesting. And it's this kind of it's a pro eco terrorist film. um, That's yeah, it's it's good. It's very good. It is good. It is good, and it's
1: very like it has that very man escaped theme to it where and a man escaped it was very focused on you know you had these pov shots of hands really actually doing the physical tasks you know like really scratching away bits of door to to make you know to make a tool and you really got this really analog feel into that maybe this movie is very much like that too um i really like the thing i the strength about this movie for me was actually how it was framed how it was sort of structured i really like that we get thrown into these really intense scenarios that are left in like mini cliffhangers that are only broken up by we get a we get backflashes into an individual story and we'll have a title card that will um show the character's name and then we'll learn a little bit about them. Not too much, but enough to keep us really interested and invested um and in going into the next scene. Um yeah, I really, I really like that structure. You know, it was like if Lost did it we've Lost wasn't meandering, it was kind of like that,
0: you know. Yes, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you, uh, because it, it kind of it gave you a good idea of where all these characters had come from, mm. uh, but without doing like a massive kind of origin. Yeah, there's more. The there's start. more to learn. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you're 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 make, you know it's well paced. You're making it through the story. It's not a long film, so yep. it it is it is really interesting. And yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but you can you kind of feel for them at the end and. Uh, and yeah, you, you can kind of well, I yeah. don't know they'll disagree with what I did so much uh, <laughs> sure. as long as people aren't getting hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think it's a really good choice to make. Like I, I'm not familiar with many of these actors here. Um, I, I, I you know, by casting people who aren't really you know big stars, I think only really mm. makes the story feel a bit more like uh, like you're watching a documentary or you're watching something that's a little bit more angry and vital. You can get behind that a lot yeah. more. That's a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, I, I did. I did think that maybe the like the characters themselves were all. They were all none, none, no two of them were the same in terms of their background and story. So I think maybe you know it was too, too kind of focused and trying to represent every single type of person he would be involved in something like this i think it's a little bit too clean um, mm. in terms of like trying to diversify the cast um and also there's some moments that are a little bit strange that involve like law enforcement um that are i, I think are odd choices but I, I for the most part i was pretty caught up in the intensity of this and i think the movies look stunning too yes you know. yeah
0: and it's it's got like a nice little twist and uh, obviously Mm, i'm not going to spoil that but i think the way it kind of um the way it reveals itself as it goes on is 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 really interesting
1: yeah i i think there's you do you can do no discredit to somebody by like if someone's listening to this and they haven't seen the film but us talking about the film i don't think spoils it at all for you Mm. um the whole kind of the enjoyment of this film or, you know, the intensity of this film is just by watching it and just seeing how the filmmaking is put together. It's kind of similar to like, I can describe you everything that happens in free solo, but it's never mm. going to equal to the experience of actually watching free solo. You know, you're not gonna get that same Neil biting experience. So yeah, absolutely, you know, go ahead and watch it. It's really good. I think not not enough people have seen it. It did get yeah. a theatrical release in multiplexes for like a couple of days um, and yeah. where we were, but I uh, think it was I'd-
0: playing in the watershed for a good week when I was there
1: yeah yeah i imagine I would have
0: got a good response there um yeah. To be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah no loved i really like this movie
0: yeah i i did too i did too um it, i i think yeah is it my favorite of the three that we've just spoken about i think it might be in terms of just being a pretty solid all-rounder yeah probably more fun but i was afraid probably sparks more conversation <laughs> But... Uh, it's
1: like one of those rare occurrences. I'm like, I like all three of them equally for different re- reasons. Mm. I think none of them are perfect, I think. But they, they, they are strong and area. They definitely are strong and memorable. All three of these movies are memorable. You know? So it's,
0: it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah. Of cinema. It's yeah. Been a good I couple mean, of weeks. <laughs> yeah, we got
1: like... Uh, yeah, it's, we're well into summer now. Uh, there, there's a lot of things on the horizon. I'm, I'm worried, though. I've seen the reviews for... One of my most anticipated movies of the year coming out of Cannes. I've seen reviews for for Dial of Destiny Indiana Jones and I'm so yeah. I'm so worried but I'm I, I, you know coming we always go into these things objectively like you know yeah. with a clear head I love Indiana Jones so I'll be optimistic
0: going into that um, I'm sure the- we'll be speaking about the uh, the four films prior to it in the next few weeks because I know we'll we'll both be uh, trying to catch up with those. And Disney Plus
1: um, are putting them all on their platform yes. um, as well. So good, yeah. good, good excuse to catch up on,
0: you know. Yeah. Not and hard. amazing reviews, not coming out of can, but uh, amazing reviews for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Part 1. Across the Spider-Verse? oh yeah uh one, yeah across the spider-verse yes
1: uh, I'm, I, dude i'm gonna like tease you for that forever you're the spider-man guy <laughs> all
0: right all right <laughs> <laughs> no no
1: i i think responses you know at the time of this recording just came like sort of today yes. so um yeah i'm i mean there's no surprise i saw the trailer i know he's behind this you know it, all you gotta do is do the thing again and uh, give us more story. I think it, it, they were, were to something really great the first time around, and yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in IMAX to see that thing. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right, reviews that came out of Cam that were stellar, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Scorsese's <laughs> upcoming *Flowers of the Killer Moon*—probably the film I'm most excited about. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I, I've already five-star doing...
0: masterpiece. I'm, call, I'm calling it out now.
1: Yeah. Oh no. I, <laughs> yeah, I've been. I mean that seems really bad. Like, have uh, we on here? You know, we do amateur <laughs> sort of film criticism, but like, and I think mean, we try to stay as objective as possible. But best
0: movie ever. I know.
1: Well, you know what? You know, you know. I'm seeing like from people I follow on Letterbox. I say like, you know, D- people like David Sims, like big um, film critics like that, saying like his tagline was just colossal for his five star review. Mm. People saying it feels very, you know, it's it's like the ultimate. Um, history of a um, you know roots of America story, uh, and in terms of its like corruption and and its turn from from its from its roots to where it is now, um, yeah, I'm really interested in this. I know a little bit about the the Osage murders um, in the 20s and and the atrocities that happened there, and I'm really really interested to see how big he goes with it, with it here. You know, mm. I, I think it's fascinating putting De Niro in the role of William Hill. You know, he was famously behind orchestrating a lot of these these murders for this, um you know, it was, uh, if, it, to claim the oil lands that the Osage tribe um had. So to see De Niro play quite a sinister role, hopefully not in a, you know, in a comic book sense, but like to see mm. him play something like this is quite different. I'm really excited about that.
0: Exciting stuff ahead. Yeah. However, Chris, you need to look back need to go back to our bfi Sight and sound films i'm uh to it i'm too ahead of you right now and we, yeah. need, to, we need to talk about them despite uh, our, our
1: our protestations about stress you seem to be having a lot of free time to catch up on nine R movies or seven R uh, movies. sorry
0: look all right i took two days off to go see beyonce in cardiff great show by the way great show <laughs> yeah okay uh, <laughs> Four I, I, believe you, I believe you. I believe you. Four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So the day after, right? I I had, uh, I took the day off because I knew it was going to be a late one coming back from that one. So uh, you know, I bought the dog and I watched a seven-hour Hungarian film. So yeah. leave me to it. alright
1: Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, you do you. But I, I don't worry. We'll we'll definitely be chatting Santan um, next week.
0: Oh. Um, he said it, so now he has to do it.
1: I have to. I have to do it now. Um, I've I've set aside, got a bank holiday weekend. I've set aside my whole kind of Saturday. I know it's blistering sun out there, and I should be outside, but I'm going to commit myself to a bleak and dark, wet, black and white Hungarian movie that I'm, you know, from from what I've heard for the grapevine that you kind of enjoyed. So
0: it's made me even more interested. No comments no comment okay <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out i'm sure next week uh if chris you do get around to watching it which i hope okay. you do no one you know i get it i get it it's seven hours i get it can't
1: do it. it will so be one. i assume it's the longest film you've ever seen in your life
0: yes yeah easily easily yeah yeah. And then I, I, I watched straight after maybe the, the, the second longest <laughs> film with a, a four-hour twenty-minute film, and then and then uh, the next day watched *Bo was Afraid*, which was three hours, which felt uh, short felt in like, comparison. Yeah,
1: felt really no, I'm joking. Film.
0: Actually, uh, there were elements of *Bo was Afraid* which um, felt long, longer than the four-hour. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Here. Oh dear, uh, <laughs> getting off topic. But we anyway. What we're trying to say is. A lot of exciting stuff coming up, so make sure you are subscribed to the film angle, and you keep listening, and you tell your friends and your family, mm-hmm. and you subscribe to us on Instagram, and you like us on TikTok. Yeah, get to it, people. Yeah, I think you should. I think you
1: should. We we try to cover you know all facets of what's kind of going on. So. Yeah, I think we're. I think uh, stay tuned and you can learn something a little bit. uh, We'll listen to us talk about something that's completely out of our depth. And then you can listen to us talk about Spider Man or Barbie
0: in a couple of weeks' time, (laughs) where we might
1: have a little bit more
0: of a grip on what's going on. Oh, man, there's (laughs) some good stuff coming out. Absolutely. Nice. Well, then, let's call, let's give it a rest for this week. Uh, I'm Alex. And I'm Chris, and this has been the film angle for this week. I uh, exciting stuff ahead and I, I think some exciting films we've been talking about. go watch Bow was Afraid if, uh, if, if, if it's still in the cinema and you have three hours and <laughs> you can fit it in and you're happy to uh, to I don't know get swept up in the moment. Yeah don't sure. drink and don't take drugs before watching this film. Oh, I thought you meant
1: generally, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, you, gen- should, you, gen- well, you shouldn't do that anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the no, drink like, you know yeah, I mean, drink and
1: you, you sleep. your own discretion, we won't impose any Drink you do responsibly,
0: whatever. everyone. <laughs> 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 but go clear headed into Bell was afraid, or you might have a panic attack. So. <laughs> yeah, you
1: yeah, you might like yeah, you might get yourself in trouble.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's been us for this week. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Bye.